want to preach a word about different places. Different places. You know, as you see that, you think, oh, okay. Yeah, there's different places that I've been to, different places I've gone to or I want to go to. And we go to places, different places for different reasons. You know, some in Singapore it's kind of funny because they'll say that we'll drive right across the island to go to a place where they've got really good food. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about the food. Who knows some really good places where there's some really good food? Black pepper. Yeah. Who knows some places where there's some really bad food? <laughs> you recommend them or you don't, right? You say, that place has really good kway chow. That place has really good whatever, okay? Some places are our favourites. We might have travelled and been there. Or we might want to go to a certain place for a certain reason, you know? Places are very important to us. The place where we live is important to us. The place that we have in society can be important to us. The place that we have in our workplace may be important to us. There's so many aspects to the different places in our lives. And I was talking to one of my clients actually, yes, Sat Friday. And he's a very intelligent engineer, uh, retired obviously. And um, he is really rest, I'm believing God to lead him to the Lord, okay? He is really, every, we, every Friday we have a discussion about something spiritual. He's really grappling with the idea of God. He can't believe how God, if he exists, is so big. And how could God know everything? He just can't comprehend that. Anyway, um, I was telling him, we were talking about something, and this is how this came up. I was kind of reflecting on what we talked about, and he was talking about different places he's been and different things he's done and all that as well. And I said, you know, really, it all boils down to this. You know, most people are preoccupied with the here and the now. But actually, there's only two places that really matter in the whole scheme of things. And that's heaven and hell. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. So I left him with that to think on all week. <laughs> so I want to preach tonight on places. So what about heaven? What's heaven anyway? Heaven is a place. Heaven is where God is. Heaven is where God is. And then you'll, we'll read um, in the word in a minute about the heavens. The heavens. Okay, so the heavens are different from heaven itself. The heavens is basically talking about the atmosphere. And then you'll read about what it says about heavenly places or heavenly realms in the Word of God. And what's that about? That's the place where spiritual activity takes place, okay? That's where spiritual beings exist. So let's go to the Word of God and find out what's happening in heavenly places. Because whatever's happening in heavenly places is affecting us here in our earthly place, all right? So we're going to go mainly into the book of Ephesians, and this is talking about heavenly places. 
It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So in the heavenly places, okay, it says we are blessed. We are blessed. In the realm of spiritual beings and spiritual activities and things going on, we are blessed. Why? Because we are in Christ. As a Christian, we are in Christ, okay? And it says, just we are blessed just as we are chosen. We were chosen by God before the foundation of the world. We were chosen to believe, and then it was up to us to make the choice to believe, okay? Everyone is chosen to believe, but not everyone will choose to believe. So the thing is, when it talks about heavenly places, that's a place where we are blessed because of Jesus. And then it says, according to his mighty power, God worked in Christ when he raised him, when he raised Jesus from the dead and he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Okay? So within the heavenly places, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Jesus is in control there. Alright? Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name. So Jesus is top. He is the authority in that realm. He is the authority. Okay? He's seated. He's not standing up wondering what to do. He's seated. When you're sitting down, it means you're in control of things. When you finish doing your job, you sit down. That's what he did. After the cross, it said, it is finished, and now he's seated with the authority. So he has the authority. He's seated in heavenly places, okay, at the right hand of the Father. And then in chapter 2, it goes in this. It says, God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay? Now, I was telling you about my client who finds it hard to get his head around some of these things and understand what's going on. Now, as we read this, it says that we've been made alive together with Christ. We've been basically resurrected. We've been raised up together and he's made us sit, not will make, but made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now you are seated here. I'm standing. <laughs> but you are seated here on this planet, in this room, on these chairs and wherever you're seated. <laughs> But we are also spiritually seated in heavenly places 
in Christ Jesus. It says together, 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 three times. When things are mentioned three times in the word of God, you pay attention. But when it's mentioned three times within a couple of verses, it's significant. Okay? So we also are seated in heavenly places in Christ. That's a promotion. Okay? It's just little old you and me, but we are seated in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Not only that as an individual, but it says this. So we're seated in heavenly places, but it, then it says, In him you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So even though we're seated in heavenly places and physically we are here on the earth, we are also being built, the church, being built together as a dwelling place for God in the spirit. So in heavenly places, in that spiritual realm, but also here on the earth, we're being built as a dwelling place for God. How awesome is that? God is in heaven, but he's also here on the earth, dwelling in us by the Holy Spirit. Some of you, your brain's boggling. <laughs> this is what faith is all about. This is what faith is all about. So we are part of the dwelling place of God, which is part of the church. And then it goes on to say this. Why? Why did God do that? Well, he intended this. To the intent that now the manifold or the all-encompassing, the wisdom of God might be made known by the church, which is us, made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, okay? So the Spirit of God dwells in us. So why? So that we can make known the wisdom of God to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places. And you go, well, how do we do that? How do we do that? It says this. When we pray, we do it. When we live right, we do it. When we speak right, we do it. When we speak the word of God, when we name the name of Jesus, that is the wisdom of God being made known by us to those principalities and powers. When we have communion, we are making known to the principalities and powers the wisdom of God to send Jesus to die for our sins and to give us the grace to believe, to overcome. That is the wisdom of God. Christ in us is the hope of glory. So we make known to those forces, those demonic forces actually, the principalities and powers. And then it says this, how can we do that? By living right, like I said, give no place to the devil. Give no place to the devil. Why? Because he's the prince of the power of the air. 
Jesus is king, he's the ruler, he's the boss. But the enemy has a degree of power right now as the prince of the power of the air or the atmosphere, that spiritual realm. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So the Holy Spirit works in us as the sons or the children of obedience. But the prince of the power of the air, the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, he's the spirit, the evil spirit, the spirit of antichrist, who works in the sons of disobedience, okay? In that place, he rules. He's not going to rule forever, though. It's temporary. It's temporary. He's the prince of the power of the air, and he works in the disobedience, the disobedient. So as obedient children of God, how do, we, how do we deal with this? It says we don't wrestle, okay? Sometimes we feel like we're wrestling. Do you ever feel like you're wrestling? Yeah, wrestling with doubt, wrestling with anxiety, wrestling with fear, wrestling with sin, wrestling with bad habits. <laughs> But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not people who are our enemy. Okay? It's not people who are our enemy. The real enemy is against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I'll explain this. We're not wrestling against people, but we're wrestling against people who have allowed themselves to be controlled by the enemy. These principalities. What is a principality? A principality rules over demons or evil angels, okay? Instructs and controls them. Hey, go and bother Vicky this week. You know? Go and annoy Nola. Put sickness upon somebody. Go on, off you go, and these little demons do their thing. And they come and bother us, okay? And we have to say, get out of here in Jesus' name. But the principalities are the ones who control things. They're like the CEO of the boss, okay? Then you've got the powers. These are the spiritual forces. The spiritual forces. Spiritual wickedness or hosts of spiritual wickedness. Hosts means many. Many. There's many forms of wickedness. There's many demonic spirits. There's lying spirits. There's deceiving spirits. There's evil spirits. There's perverted spirits. There's all kinds of different spirits. There's an army. An army of darkness or dark powers that tries to come against us, okay? And when you read this, you go, oh no. Yeah, I feel like I'm wrestling. And wow, look at that, they sound like really powerful. But then, the word of God. Take up the whole armor of God. I'm covered. The armor of God, and if you haven't read Ephesians 6, we will read it, okay? Maybe we'll do that next week. Take up the whole armour of God so you're covered, okay? Don't leave anything out. That you may be able to withstand 
in the evil day and having done all to stand. So you'll be in a place where you'll be able to withstand and you'll be able to be in a place where you can stand. Withstand means to be part of the wrestle, part of the battle. But when you've done that, you'll be in a place of, hey, I've got the victory here. I've got the victory here. I've got the breakthrough here. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. I can stand. I'm in a place where I can stand. I'm not in a place where I'm going to fall down. I'm not, going to, I'm not in a place where I'm going to crumble and crash and burn. I'm in a place where I can stand. Because I've got my faith in God, got my faith in His Word. I've prayed, I've done my part, and now I know that God's going to do His part. Not only that, we've got, and I'm not going into all the details here, not only that, we've got the power of the Word, we've got the power of Jesus' name, we've got the power of righteous living, okay? We've got the power of angelic help. How many people in the Bible were helped by angels, you know? When Daniel prayed, it took 21 days, but the angel was there to help. And even when he needed help, the archangel Michael came to help, the big guy, you know? We've always got help from the Lord. We need to do a sermon on angels too. There's so many awesome things in the Word of God. So. This is about us. This is about us taking up the armour of God. This is about us standing in a place where we are not alone, where we can have the victory. And so as we're doing this and taking our place in the kingdom and doing what God wants us to do here, what's Jesus doing now? Is he just sitting down, doing nothing? No. This is what he said to his disciples. In my father's house are many mansions. This is one of my favorite verses. If it were not so, I would have told you. In other words, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I go to prepare a place for you. And you know what, what they were going through is difficult. And sometimes what we're going through is difficult, but this is not our final place. This is a temporary place. We are just passing through here. We're just passing through. Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. Okay? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I love that. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. So the really special thing is here that, you know, we can prepare places and do stuff for ourselves, but we could never do it as great as he could. I mean, he has a place for you, he's got a place for me. It's gonna be awesome, awesome. It's not just the place of heaven, but our place, our place there. And he's saying this, I'm coming back for you, why? Because he's saying, I don't want you to stay here without me. I don't want to be without you. Your place is with me. How special is that? He wants us to be with him. He's saying, your place 
is to be with me. And then he says, and you know what? You know how to get there. <laughs> and then, of course, Thomas says, oh, how do we get there? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. How do we get there? And it's Thomas. And Jesus said this. He said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to that place. No one comes to heaven except through Jesus Christ. And you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that. They can't accept it and they don't want to hear it. But it's the truth. Jesus didn't say, I'm telling you the truth. He said, I am the truth. This is the way it is. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. You know, and sometimes you're in a situation and you say, oh, that's not fair. You say, well, just that's the way it is. And you just have to accept it. You have to accept it. It's real. It's true. He said it. And the last, the last verse that I want to go to is um, in one of my favourite places. The best place to be while we're here on the earth. Remember, he said, I'm coming back to get you. So what do we do in the meantime? What do we do in the meantime? You'd be in the best place. You'd be in the best place right here, right now. What's that? Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Okay? Not in the Most High place right now, but in the secret place of the Most High. Right here. Shall abide under the shadow, under the covering, under the protection, under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'll say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. You know, when you are in that place with God, then you're in a place of faith. You're in a place of security. You're in a place of strength. And no one can shake you. You know, the Bible says a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at the other side. But you can stand. You know your place when you know you're God. And you get to know him in that secret place. The secret place of the Most High. And because you do this, because you've made the Lord, who's my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, Okay, you don't just visit with God. He's your dwelling place. You hang out together. You are together. No evil shall be for you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. When you're in a right place with God, the enemy can't come to your place. He can't invade your place. He can bother you a little bit, but he can't take from you. He can bother you and annoy you and irritate you. And you say, get out in Jesus' name. I'm going to stand. You're not going to make me fall. He shall give his angels charge over you. You know, when you put God first, put God first, when he's first place in your life, no evil shall be for you. No plague shall come near your dwelling. And the angels will watch over you. God will be in control when you let him be in control. 
Father, we just thank you for your awesome word. Lord, there's, like we said before, there's so many places and so much stuff to distract us here on this earth. There's things to explore, there's things to enjoy, and that's okay. But we should never forget the most important place is to be close to you. The most important place is to stand strong to the end. He who endures to the end shall be saved. The best place you can ever be is close to God. Lord, let this year be a year when we're closer to you than ever before, by choice, not because of necessity or by something dramatic and you know, challenging happening to us, but Lord, by choice that we would be with you in that secret place of the Most High. Lord, build us up, strengthen us, help us keep that full armour on, help us to trust your word, to believe in the power of your name, to see you work in victory in our lives. Lord, we choose you. We choose the best place right with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, everyone, have an awesome week. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. If you're in a certain place in your life and you want to progress, you want some breakthroughs, I want to pray with you. Amen. Have an awesome week. God bless. Hey, Chris.